Hey guys, welcome back to the Sit With Us podcast. This is a solo one today, um, riding solo, but today's episode, I've just landed back home into Australia and I wanted to chat about a few things that I saw online that M. Radha posted while I was overseas and mm, they've ruffled my feathers. So gonna really delve into that today but a little bit on getting home from my trip as I'm recording this I am severely jet lagged guys jet lag is like being hungover and having the flu all in one that's what I've decided it feels like it is horrible I'm running on about five hours sleep uh, my skin's breaking out, like all the good stuff that you can just imagine. Oh, and also my period's due in like two days. So it's great. Um, I miss Ella like crazy. Haven't seen her for like five weeks now, but she will be in Sydney again really soon and we will be reunited. And back to regular programming, it is so nice to be home. I've missed my kitchen and I honestly have missed my washing machine so much. Like Travel's great. Like, love that. Love living La Dolce Vita in Italy. But, mate, when you can't do your washing, like, I've been washing my undies in hotel sinks. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't wash any of my other clothes. Um, I know that might probably sound a bit gross, but obviously I overpacked. Like, just, you know, girl logic in my head is like, oh, no, you definitely packed less this year, Domenica. No, you didn't. Like, I I severely overpacked, and that's fine. Um, Next year, I'll get there. So I was still in Italy when I saw M. Radha posted this reel on her page about divorce. So it seems that a lot of ladies are getting divorced before they turn 30. And as someone who got married at 26 has been separated for a little over a year, 32. I have to tell you, I don't think there's anything better. If being in your 20s is the trenches, there is nothing better than being in your 30s, still being hot, maybe having a little bit of your own money, figuring out what you want to do with your life, everything, and having tried that married fantasy and realizing that it's maybe not all it's cracked up to be, and then you've got your whole life still ahead of you. And also, the way she posted it, she's like laying in bed naked, like a vibe, but like loves her. I just want to preface this by saying I am an M. Stan. Love her book, love her pod, like she's gorgeous, love what she stands for. But this one video really just ruffled my feathers. Now, also, team, I'm not someone that usually is offended by things. Like, I'm all for everyone having an opinion. I don't get offended unless it's Donald Trump, okay? Like, I'm pretty calm but what Emrata said in this reel just it kind of stirred some emotions for me so rough kind of background is that she I wouldn't call it a rant but she was just speaking about how it was freeing for her the fact that she's now divorced and she got divorced in her 20s and she's now in her 30s and she feels as though this cord has been cut and she has this freedom that, you know, if she didn't get divorced at that point in her life, she feels as though she wouldn't have. So, you know, getting divorced in her 20s, she now has 
more money, more time. She feels like she's got her life ahead of her. So this is really relevant at the moment because we've just got another huge Hollywood breakup with Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, uh, which is pretty hectic, to be honest. They've got two small children, and it's just really sad more than anything. And also Miley Cyrus coming out with her new song, Used to Be Young. Used to Be Young is the name. <laughs> I get, I got there in the end, guys. The jet lag is, is trying to test me. But uh, Miley Cyrus did a TikTok kind of series where she went through kind of the eras of her life, like from Disney all the way to where she is now. And she spoke about her divorce and all of that kind of stuff. So I feel like the topic of divorce among young people is quite prevalent. And as a person who got divorced quite young, um, it stirred up a few emotions for me, particularly what Emrata had to say, because I felt as though she was somewhat glamorizing divorce. And I know it probably wasn't something that she intended to do at all. I just felt as though she could have been a little bit more emotional around how difficult divorce is on both parties. I mean, um, you know, some divorces are amicable, some aren't, uh, and that can make it harder f- than others. And Emrata herself has a child with her ex, so I can't imagine how hard that would be. All I had literally was a Dyson and, and my dog, and I assume it would be a lot harder when you have children and money involved and property and whatnot. So the reason that this like stirred me and made me kind of a little bit upset was because in a way, she was glamorizing that, you know, getting divorced in your 20s is great because by the time you get to your 30s, you're, you've lived, you've got so much still ahead of you, you're young enough that you can get remarried and meet someone and have a life. And I think she went on to say something about like having money behind you and everything. And I mean, that's just really not the case for a lot of people. I think divorce is something that can really damage people and I can't imagine you know I'm not a child of divorce my parents have been married for over 30 years Um, I have you know family members that are divorced and you know and I see how that affects the children and but then others are totally fine and they're amicable and still hang out and whatever but I just think the viewership and like the following that Emrata has and the reach that she has for this feminist standpoint that I love, like I'm all for it. I've, I've followed her for years. Um, I read her book, which is actually amazing. If you guys haven't read it yet, I, I would highly recommend it. It's a really quick read. She goes in a lot about her past, you know, at the start of her modeling career and how she was overly sexualized and all of that kind of stuff. And it was really interesting and thought provoking to me. And this may or may not be controversial. I don't really know, but I think it's easy for people to complain about situations when it doesn't work their way, but when a situation works their way, it's all good. And I don't know if that's going to make sense for everyone, but it makes sense in my head. <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to talk about divorce and getting divorced at a young age. As you guys may all may not know, uh, I was divorced when I was 28 years old. The law in Australia actually states that you have to be separated for at least a year before you can actually file your divorce papers. And let me tell you, it is not easy either, guys. And that's just the divorce. And when I say divorce, I just mean the papers. The actual 
everything surrounding the divorce, meaning the separation, all of that was not easy. And I guess that's why this whole Rata thing has really shook me because I do feel as though she's glamorizing divorce to a certain extent. And only because I know her, you know, audience is mostly women who, you know, and have potentially could be somewhat impressionable. And it saddens me that this might, I guess, cheapen divorce and make it easier because getting a divorce is not an easy way out. I just want to start this part of the chat with that statement because when I was going through my separation, a lot of people in my life said, this is the easy way out. And I come from an Italian background where my culture, you know, divorce is something that's frowned upon. I'm just going to put it out there, guys. Not to mention that I'm a Catholic and I got married in a Catholic church. So getting a divorce is like a big no-no. I think it means that I'm going to hell. I don't know. Me and Jesus, like we talk, I've told him everything that I've done. Like he seems to be kind of cool with it. I don't think he cares that much. Like there's a lot more going on in the world than the fact that I've been divorced. Do you know what I mean? So it's a big thing in Italian culture. And for me, I felt as though the shame of it all, this weight being held upon me being like, oh, my God, what are people going to think? They came to this beautiful wedding. What are they going to think? Like, oh, my God, do I have to explain myself to everyone? And the answer is no. You don't need to explain yourself to absolutely anyone. If you are unhappy in a relationship, if you have tried, if you have torn yourself apart to find any outs of if you think that relationship can work, are you happy? You know, really diving deep into yourself. If you are not happy and you can't see that relationship working, then of course, of course you end that relationship. That's that's what you do. But when the going gets tough and you, you're having a few fights and it just doesn't seem to be working, I don't think the first thing that someone should be doing just because they're in their 20s and they're married is saying, oh, well, let's just get a divorce and get it over and done with. Because that's not the right way of going around, you know, a situation like a separation. Just saying, oh, let's just get it over and done with. Let's just get divorced. At least we'll still be young enough that we can find someone else uh, and get on with our lives. Now, I, it's a really sad idea, but I, I definitely think that's some people's mentality. And I feel as though that's what M. Radder was talking about, which is really quite sad because it's not just getting it over and done with. It's not you know, so we can move on. At the time of my separation, the last thing I was thinking about was like being back in another relationship. The thing that was held over my head the entire time was, is anyone even going to want me? I felt so much shame around my divorce. I don't think I've really spoken about this a lot, but the amount of shame that I held on to because I just kept thinking, is anyone going to want me? I'm damaged goods. And now I look back on that and think, where did that mentality or that sentiment even come from? Like, how did that idea even land in my head? Because it's it's so negative, the fact that, oh, you 
failed at something. And even the word failure, I think there's so many beautiful things in failure because you learn from mistakes. But the idea of failure and the fact that it has a negative connotation to it is really sad. But that is the way that I thought back then. I thought I'm damaged goods. No one's going to want me. I've been divorced. I've got all this baggage, which at the end of the day, my past is no one's business. Like, bitch, where was my head? Like, it's so interesting to explore the idea of happily ever after. And if we go back to our childhoods, where does that idea stem from? Obviously, our families, our upbringings, I think what you're surrounded by and what you see and what what is prevalent in your life is something that is ingrained in you as a, as a child. But also thinking back to Disney princesses, it's all about finding, you know, Prince Charming, finding that that man that's going to sweep you off your feet, that's going to protect you and you're going to live happily ever after. The happily ever after is a fairy tale and fairy tales aren't real. I hate to break it to you guys. They are stories. (laughs) I'm going to come back to this because the whole Disney bullshit is really interesting to me. And this is me being pessimistic. I'm just being real. They're stories. Like I would love to be a Disney princess. Like Aurora is my fucking bitch. Like I love her. Okay. Um, I am Sleeping Beauty. Okay, like I've always been sleeping beauty. Anyway, when it comes to your upbringing, if you grew up in a household where, like I did, a household where your parents are married and, you know, they they have their quabbles, like my, my parents would fight and argue and, you know, say things to each other that I know that they didn't mean, but you know, there's always this idea in the back of your head, like, oh my God, what if my, what would happen? Like, oh my God, like, would I have to split my life? Like, all, you know, all shit runs through your head as a, a little kid when you see your parents arguing. But for me growing up, I've always been around families that have stayed together through everything. So my grandparents, you know, 50 years married. My parents, over 30 years, I've got distant relatives that have been together for 50, 60 years in relationships that they clearly hate each other. They don't even sleep in the same bed and don't really want to be with each other, but it's just the right thing to do. And this is really big in Italian culture. And I think when I say Italian culture, I mean the immigrants that came to Australia from Italy and they don't know any different from the 1950s. So it's a very different mentality to, I guess, the generations of Australians with Italian background who have assimilated into a more Anglo-Saxon kind of she'll be right, mate, attitude around relationships. The way I was brought up was very different to that where the idea of marriage, it was it's a serious thing. It's you get married once and you're going to be with that person forever and you get married in the church and you say it in front of Jesus and in front of everyone and you mean it. And that was my upbringing. That's what I thought the idea of it was. I also grew up with the mentality of just suck it up. And I'm really sad that I really hoped that during my childhood, 
I didn't see relationships that I knew didn't even want to be together, but they just stayed because whether that be for the children or for the fact that there would be a shame around the family if they split up or whatever that might be. And I'm really sad that I got out of that, out of seeing that, and from what like my parents would tell me or from what like my nonna would tell me or what I would hear at like family gatherings is you just shut up and take it. And this is where it gets messy because like what the hell? Like no, we're not shutting up and taking it. We're not just dealing with it. We're not getting over it. If you are unhappy and you are in a relationship that just isn't working anymore, you need to take the measures to then either say, okay, our time together has come to an end because we just aren't on the same page anymore and we aren't working, or you make changes and the relationship then gets back onto the right track. I think the idea that, you know, your childhood, you are honestly a sponge when you're a kid. It's actually insane. And being a sponge means you absorb the positive and the negative. Like I carry, and I know I'm not alone here, guys, I myself carry so much trauma from my childhood that I probably haven't even uncovered half of it. And I think the older I get and the more self-exploration that I do, I'm realizing where all of these ideations and all of this trauma came from and it all comes from what I saw and what I was exposed to as as a small child and what I thought was normal that's what it comes down to and you guys might have a different experience when it comes to marriage and relationships and you know just dealing with it and and all of those ideas And it would be so interesting to chat more about this in the Facebook group because I think everyone has their own, you know, story and trauma when it comes to this. But the idea of the happily ever after is a Disney hallmark ploy to make us feel better about our own lives and to make us wish or hope for that you know, I'm going to call him knight in shining armor, but I think it's just that saviour because we all want to be saved. We all want to be made to feel like we are safe and secure and wanted. At the end of the day, it all comes down to that and that's what all the Disney princesses, all of that happily ever after, that's what that is all about. And the sooner we realise that that's just a story and everyone's story is so different we can't base our lives on you know what we saw as kids growing up and Cinderella losing a shoe and the guy picks it up and tries to fucking find it I tell you what if I drop a shoe on the ground no one's coming trying to find it if the shoe fits my foot okay I don't know what world they're living in but it's a very different world now modern day Cinderella she's down and half a bottle of wine every night and thinking to herself, how hard is it to get a root? We still know it's very hard. Uh, the single ladies out there, I hear ya, I see ya. The dating pool is bleak. And I guess that's why sometimes people settle. And now we've gotten to this point in the conversation about settling. 
In terms of settling, I know I've seen it in my own personal life. I think people get to a certain age and they think, okay, this is as good as it's going to get. I'm not really that happy, but I'm getting to an age. And as women, we know our body clocks are ticking. We need to, you know, if we want to have children, we've got to figure shit out. And sometimes you settle because it's all that is available to you right now. But at the end of the day, guys, I ain't going to settle, you know, to pay five dollars for an iceberg lettuce when I know I can go down to the grocer and he's selling them for two fifty. You know what I mean? Sometimes you still gotta look around and shop around. And I know it's easier said than done, but if in your heart you know that that person isn't right for you, you know. Your heart knows. Your heart and your soul knows at the end of the day. But if you were like me and you were optimistic and you thought, yeah, you know what, I can I can make this work. If at the end of the day it doesn't, then you have divorce, which is bringing us now to the end of the episode, but I just want to close off this conversation with I understand that Amrata was coming from a good place. I think the thing that ruffled my feathers was that it was a bit of an entitled statement to think that all women have a choice when it comes to divorce and all women are going to come out of this bigger and better. Uh, you know, yeah, that totally might be the case for some people and great for them and I'm happy for them, but it is a very entitled statement to think that divorce is always, you know, the woman's choice and that you're going to be better off and all of these other things. Some people have to make a choice to get a divorce because it is the safest option for them or, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be better off financially or emotionally or mentally. It is a last straw. And I think in her statement that she made, it just didn't seem well thought out enough for her to be spreading this message to her millions of followers and young and impressionable women that, I mean, look, I don't know if people are going to really dive in deep as what I did, but I think because it struck a chord with me personally, I took it to heart a little bit too much. But at the end of the day, guys, I just want you all to know that when these celebrities with millions and millions of followers who you know, don't necessarily live regular everyday lives. It's hard to take what they say verbatim. So I just want you to know, take that shit with a grain of salt because, you know, you don't know people's agendas. You don't know if she's like trying to get back at her ex by posting, you know, this sexy video talking about how she's like so much better and hotter and richer and all of this from getting a divorce and now she's 30 and she's still single and at the end of the day I probably overthink too much but it's a really interesting topic and something I'm passionate about because I've gone through divorce and I know how bloody hard it can be and when I posted about this on my story I had so many DMs uh, from women that have been divorced from a young age and agreed with me and just thought it was absolutely ridiculous because you know, what she was saying did not resonate with a lot of people. Um, it would be interesting to n- know 
the people that resonated with what she was saying. Yeah, I think she, I think Emretta lives in a very insular world, uh, which is great. Wish we could all do that, but um, that's not reality and that's not, yeah, it's not the real world. And, um, you know, we'd all, we all love to find Prince Charming and fucking have a happily ever after, but that's life, guys. But I'm really glad I got to get all of that off my chest and have this deep dive convo with you all. Um, I would love to keep the conversation going on the Facebook page. If you aren't in our Facebook page, what are you doing? Get in there. Come have a chat. Come and join the fun. And I will see you guys next time where I will be joined with Ella May Ding once again. Uh, we'll be reunited and we're back to regular programming. I'm back in Australia and won't be jet lagged. Can't wait for that. Thanks for listening, guys. Love ya.